You're ready here with us, Lord, and that you want to speak to every single one of us, God. I pray that even as uh, we're here today, Lord, I pray that you would come and align our hearts to you, Lord, uh, whatever it looks like. I pray that we would just be ready to shift where needed, um, change where we have to, but Lord, as long as we know that it's all for you, Lord. Um, so yeah, we thank you for this time. Uh, yeah, we love you, Jesus. Amen. Awesome, guys. So yeah, I have the privilege of preaching today. I'm so stoked because there's like none of the elders and it's just Brendan myself. <laughs> um, so pretty stoked. So I can say whatever I want to make bad jokes, whatever. Uh, but I won't. Uh, <laughs> so what I want to share on today is actually something I've been planning on sharing for since like December last year, but I just like never got a chance to actually share. I was supposed to and then ended up going away. Uh, but in that time, it was actually something that birthed out of a trip back in uh, America when my dad and myself went to the 412 conference there. And it was an absolutely amazing time. And before we even like got into the conference, I, I had this thing in my heart of that, that longing for unity uh, with the church, actually to have that, that feeling of team and family. Uh, so with that in my heart, like the whole time, Andrew, the first thing he starts preaching on, and like the whole time is like unity and bringing um, yeah, life through unity in the church in America. It was like very cool. So I got to take some amazing notes. <laughs> so yeah, a lot of that stems from the time that we had there. But yeah, I'd like to jump straight into it. So where I actually want to start is the understanding like the basics of salvation, like how does it work, why would I want to be saved, and yeah, how does it look like for us to be saved. Uh, so as you know, before we give our lives to the Lord, we're actually born into sin. We don't like all come out perfect like Josh. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, so we actually have to sometime in our life make a choice uh, to turn from the way that we're walking in and turn to the Lord. It's like a, a full one eddy. And then we all know, like, sin is not something we want. It's like really bad. Can we all agree? It's like stinky gunk. It's like, amen. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I'll pay you later. Um, but <laughs> so actually, as soon as we give our hearts to the Lord, because he deserves it all, and there's no doubt, no question about it, he came from heaven <laughs> to die for us, uh, so that we can have a future and a purpose with him. So that is like sort of the foundations of what we're based on. <laughs> um, but yeah, so what happened like in the Old Testament, they actually couldn't have that almost direct um, connection with the Lord. Uh, only certain people, the, the holy prophets, which I'm so stoked that has changed because I doubt that I'd be the, the holy prophet. So <laughs> now that uh, Jesus came and died for us, we can all have opportunity uh, to be unified with him. And then after that, with each other through the Spirit. So yeah, I just wanted to touch on that before we sort of get into the, the other parts of it. Yeah, very good. And then... Why church? Why, why do we come together every Sunday? Why do we get together on like Wednesdays in some people's house and have coffee and laugh together? 
why do we go to youth? Uh, always ask that question, why are we here? Uh, what are we doing? <laughs> and it's a good question to ask because some of us might have different reasons. Uh, if we come into church maybe for just to sit in a chair, tick off a box, uh, cool, went to church a Sunday, was like really cool, spoke so well, Stu led amazingly. <laughs> um, but that could be one of the reasons. And another one uh, is just because his friends are there, which can be a nice way to get people in. Uh, but our sole purpose should always be to have fellowship with each other. Uh, in short, that means just hanging with each other, actually wanting to know and having like a sincere love for each other. Do you want to know, hey, Isaiah, how are you doing, bro? Like, are you sad that your dad's gone right now? He's probably having fun. But actually wanting to know what's happening in each other's lives, uh, having a close relationship with each other. And then most, like foremost, is wanting to come here, worship the Lord, uh, and then lifting him on high because he came back for his church, uh, for us. So we, <laughs> our, our job is to just lift him up and come and meet with him and actually build our faith through that. I should probably get back to notes as well. <laughs> this is like, this is amazing. Um, yeah, so the, the fellowship or the family of believers or friends as a church uh, we see in the Bible, in Hebrews 10, verse 23 to 25. Uh, yeah, if you have a Bible with you, actually don't. I just like wrote it down on here. Um, it says, cool. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. Let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another, and all the more as you say the day approaching. And when he says as the day approaching, that's actually uh, when Jesus comes back for us. And that is our, like, our final goal, to be with him. Uh, so the first thing I want to look at is actually quite funny. In that scripture we see the first uh, roast in the Bible. Uh, he really calls out those guys who, like, as some are not in the habit of doing, like, just not coming to church. I thought that was quite funny. Um, and then the next one, a serious one, is to be sold out uh, for what we're doing. Um, and that's, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess. Do we believe what we're doing? Do we believe that we've been saved and that we're living for Christ? Um, yeah, it's a good question to ask ourselves. Are we sold out for him? We're willing to follow him, like, no matter what. And then another one is the importance of meeting together. As they say, let's not give up meeting together. Sometimes it can feel like, man, it's been, I mean, it's lucky because in the start of the year, but, like, in September, it's like, oh, man, I'm getting tired. Got all these meetings now. Uh, but not to give up because that's when we, we question what is up, like, why are we wanting to be at church? And it's actually to build our faith, first of all, and to be with Christ and with each other. Um, yeah. And then encouraging one another. It says there, uh, but encourage one another and all the more see the day approaching. So never give up encouraging one another. Like, hey, Ezekiel, bro, I can see so much on the Lord of your life. Um, like, he's got such amazing plans for you, but just step out and do it boldly. It's like that kind of thing, just to encourage one another, build one another up. Um, that's, that's where we build unity with each other in our hearts. And then 
we see, yeah, that's our goal, to be unified as one, not a bunch of random parts as we are, but to have a similar purpose, well, one purpose, one mind, one heart. Uh, that's what you always see when, when Andrew shares and in the Bible. Um, the key, like for a team, let's say, if we have the, the Springboks, and they're like, yo, Springboker, whatever. I don't know how you say that. Um, <laughs> but our rugby team, if they go out into that field, and they're like, okay, we've all got these different ideas that we think are going to work, like, I'm, I'm going to go run that way, but you're going to pass to that dude, I'm going to be over there. It's not going to work. Like, they have, I can tell you, before they go out in that field, the way that they know that they're going to succeed and actually become a team is to have one game plan. So they know what their purpose is when they get on there. I know sometimes it might not look like it when they're playing, but uh, they actually do have a plan. Um, so for us to, even as, as, they, as we see there in a team, uh, that we have a, the same purpose in mind, um, that we're not all going on different goals and agendas, but even today as Brendan was praying outside and chart, uh, but that we would ultimately follow what the Lord wants. Uh, like even now, as I'm sharing, uh, the Lord's like putting stuff in my heart that <laughs> that's not really on my notes, um, but to follow Him ultimately, uh, because we can very easily get in the way. I can think of stories in my life where I've wanted to do something so bad, and then I know that's just not what the Lord wants, so I have to just, like, yield to Him, and know His plan is better than what I want. I know mine might be more fun in the moment, uh, but in the long run, it's worth following the Lord, um, because He's worth it all. Yeah, so not to let our agendas and plans get in the way of what He wants for us. Uh, That's a very key thing. Let's see where we are now. Not to find again. Um, yeah, so in Ephesians 4, verse 1 to 6, see another example of unity in the Bible. So this is Paul. It says, As a prisoner for the Lord, then, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. So there we see there is like one, one purpose and then one God. <laughs> um, so you can always see there's not like this and that and that. It's always one thing, one thing. Uh, so as we see, they're unified. We we have some handles or examples to keep, well, to help us keep unity uh, as a people. Um, yeah. So there we see the first one is <laughs> be completely humble and gentle. Sometimes that can be hard because as a family, I know in my family, if I'm like with my sister, like every single day, I remember. Um, you end up rubbing each other up like the wrong way. It's like it comes to a point, you're like, oh, I don't want to be gentle to this person. You kind of just want to tune them and say, hey, like you're doing bad. Um, or even an example, like he's not. It feels like family, <laughs> but chart. I mean, yeah, very weird. I, I mean, there's. We all know, first of all, the chart's not competitive. So it's it's like it's never a big issue when it comes to board games or simple things. I mean. He's the one dude I think that would probably get heated over like rock, paper, scissors if it went wrong. So 
Um, <laughs> but we work through it, and in that, we actually grow. And then we can help each other, and he'll help me. Like, um, maybe if I'm going off, you're like, bro, just like maybe come back. And then I'll have to, like, oh, okay, chart, you're right. I agree. I'll, I'll follow what you said there. Um, because we don't always notice what we're doing. <laughs> uh, but others might see it. So then when correction does come to us, that we actually are able to listen to it without like wanting to react to it and then um, know that that person's probably hearing it from the Lord and they're probably right. So it is worth uh, changing and actually adjusting your heart. So yeah, there's one thing. Yeah, stretching each other. Um, and then it says in the Bible, in Proverbs 27 verse 17, um, all know it. It says, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. Um, and there's a question. Are we constantly sharpening each other? Um, are we constantly, let's say, um, working with some people here? And I, I know what some of their gifts are. Am I helping them, like, use their gifts? Am I, like, really pushing them and, like, finding what makes them tick and helping them along? Um, but are we sharpening each other daily um, and building each other up? It is also another thing to, to be aware of. And it's, it can be a challenge uh, to learn to sharpen one another. Sometimes it almost feels bad because in the sharpening, you, it's like quite a hard process. It's literally taking off metal. Uh, but in the end, it does come to a very fine blade. So it's not always a, a fun thing to do, uh, but it is worth it. So then we see in, this is like another part. In Romans 12, verse 10, it says, Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. So there's what I touched on earlier with um, honoring one another and actually putting others above yourself. Uh, so what does it look like? Having a sincere love for one another. As I said, it's actually caring about people. When you're talking to them, knowing what's going on in their life, and like, how can we help? And let's say uh, with a pantry, for instance, uh, some people may not be uh, financially coping with the situation they're in. Then we can actually, as a church, come together and give towards and bless those people that might be struggling. Uh, so it is, it's having that sincere love for one another and actually caring for them. Um, so I think that should always be at, our, at the roots of what we do. And then, this is cool. So then it says, well, for us to posture ourselves in humility. And if we look at Jesus, he was like the example of humility. Um, he, were, he came, he was humble. Uh, but in that, humility doesn't mean thinking less of yourself. It just means thinking of yourself less. So it doesn't mean that you have to undermine yourself and like you're weak. Uh, but there's power in being humble. Um, so when we think less of ourselves, <laughs> we can glorify the Lord and others more. Uh, so we don't keep putting ourselves up on a pedestal. Um, but not to confuse that with uh, thinking of ourselves less. Uh, it's just, yeah, thinking less about ourselves is very cool. And then, yeah, where did we go? Different parts, one purpose. Uh, the very key part is in the Bible it shows like we, we might be an example, like some person might be a hand, some person might be a foot. Um, but we each and every one of us have a different role to play. Um, 
and for us to realize and actually consider in our hearts. Um, I remember Hannes asked me once when he was here, he's like, um, Nate, like what, what's your role in church? Like what are you going to do? Uh, what has the Lord called you to? And it was like the most confusing question ever. I'm like, yo, I really don't know. Like I haven't really thought about it because I wasn't like, oh, I don't want to be on worship. I don't feel that's where I'm called. Um, but I put my hand to like wherever I could, uh, helping out. And actually in the end, I'm now leading the, the youth. And I'm so excited about it. Man, like what, what the Lord has in store is, is incredible. Uh, so like whatever, just actually ask the Lord, uh, like where he wants you. Like where is he, what, what part of the body does he want you to be and where to add. Uh, and if you don't hear anything direct, just go out and help where you can anyway. Um, that's where comes just adding to the body and that that really creates a unity uh, in our family here because yeah if we all have our separate plans and what we want to do um it's not going to create a, a very streamlined flow we'll probably move in the direction that we want to um but as soon as we realize what the lord wants us to do not what we want to do uh we'll be able to grow and actually build our faith so much more uh as soon as we hear what the lord wants uh, because he knows better than we do. Sometimes it's like you're questioning, oh, maybe I might. But I can tell you the Lord knows better. <laughs> uh, yeah, I used to think not, but I completely agree with what he says there. <laughs> um, yeah, there it says in Proverbs 19, verse 21. It says, many are the plans in a person's heart, but it's the Lord's purpose that prevails. So for us to find and pray about what the Lord's purpose is. What does he want for us? Where does he want to lead us and take us? And are we willing to follow him? Uh, no matter what it looks like, might be uncomfortable, might be nice, um, but are we willing to lay down our lives and follow him? Uh, it, it actually is quite a, it's a big thing. It's not like a super easy, easy task when you think about it, but it's something only the Lord can come and touch our hearts. Um, if we do it out of our own strength, we're not going to get very far. Um, but if we do it in the Lord's strength, we can go, we can go much further with Him. Um, yeah, so follow His purpose together. Desire His presence together when we worship. Are we coming, are we wanting to give our all to, to come and find Him in worship? Be in His presence. Um, to really to feel His Spirit and build our faith as well. And then, <laughs> as I said, we're all, all different people all different walks of life, but we had one common factor, uh, which is Jesus. And we must always keep that, no matter what it looks like, even if it seems like a jumble, as long as we're all focused uh, on Jesus, it it'll makes a world. Um, it causes unity in our hearts, uh, fellowship with one another. So as long as we keep the main thing the main thing, um, it's worth it all. Um, so yeah. Does that make sense? Or is it all over? It's something I want to come across. Like in our hearts too, I, I just can't get over it. If all of us had to move as, as one piece and just like go together and run for it uh, with one purpose, it would, like I can't even imagine what would happen. Like Malkus would like just get saved and then the world or whatever. Um, but it's exciting. Like it's worth being excited about. Um, so yeah, let me... You come back to this thing again. <laughs> uh, yeah. Can we close our eyes quick? Awesome. Yeah, Lord. 
Thank you so much that we can be uh, in a family, Lord, just with believers and friends that actually we know care about us, Lord, and that, oh, Lord, I pray that we would just have a sincere love for one another, God, that would, we would grow in unity with each other, Lord, that we'd really um, follow your purpose, Lord, and desire to, to keep in step with you, Lord. And God, even ask that where we might have had our own desires that might not be of you, Lord. I pray that even now you would come and align our hearts, Lord. We wouldn't, we wouldn't let our own plans and stuff hold us back from, from your plan, Lord. And that we would be able to realize and pinpoint these things, Jesus, even now in our hearts uh, where we need to adjust and shift, Lord. Um, so yeah, I pray even now, God, that you would come Touch every heart, God, and just uh, build, build faith in us, Lord. We ask for that, God. We want more of you, Lord. And as we follow you, we ask that we would just <laughs> really build up, Lord, and that we would be able to run together. Yeah, Lord, uh, I want to ask that even if you're here now and we, we're sharing on unity and almost feels like you're listening and you see... That like how the church works and how salvation works, and you realize you're actually probably not unified uh, with the Lord. Um, it's worth it. And I said it is a cost, um, but if we look at it, <laughs> it is when we give our hearts over to the Lord and we actually want to follow His purpose and make that decision, uh, we have a purpose in life. Otherwise, if we don't have a purpose, like why are we here on earth? We're just wandering around aimlessly, um, following our own desires, which will probably bring you happiness, but it's not going to take you anywhere. Um, but when we give our hearts over to the Lord, we can, we can have the end goal of meeting with Him and actually living for Him. And then even <laughs> when He does come back for us or when we die, we know we're going to go. Um, and we have a future, Lord. Um, so if the Lord's touching your heart right now, and you've actually never given your heart to him. Uh, I really want to encourage you, um, everyone's eyes are closed. Um, if you feel him touching your heart right now, I really want to ask you to respond. Just lift your hand if it is you. Um, then we can pray with you later.